Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Good Friday morning. We're tracking a new round of dangerous, severe weather. Yeah, an ongoing threat facing millions more this morning. It is April 21st. This is today. Breaking overnight. Powerful storms on the move, spawning another tornado, damaging hail and heavy rain in Texas. While in Oklahoma, the recovery from that massive twister only just beginning. We just held on and Prayed, it's the scariest thing I've ever been in. Just ahead, the severe weather now taking aim up and down the East Coast. He's running. President Biden set to launch his re-election campaign in a matter of days. The details behind the rollout straight ahead as new details on Hunter Biden's legal troubles emerge. What we're now learning about the criminal investigation and the potential whistleblower who says the case has been mishandled. Stunning twist. Criminal charges dropped against Alec Baldwin in the fatal shooting on the Rust movie set. This morning, what the actor and prosecutors are saying about the surprising decision and what happens to the case now. Multi-state manhunt. The suspect who allegedly shot a six-year-old North Carolina girl and her father after a basketball rolled into his yard, arrested hundreds of miles away in Florida. We'll have the latest on the investigation. All that plus spectacular failure. The launch of the biggest, most powerful rocket ever made, ending in an explosion. I do want to remind everyone that Everything after clearing the tower was icing on the cake. So why both SpaceX and NASA consider it a success? And holy moly, an inside look at the nation's growing pothole problem. The new report finding 40% of roads in desperate need of repair. And the hole is in driver's wallets. Today, Friday, April 21st, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to you today. It is Friday morning. We got there. So nice to have you along with us. I think they're hard at work on 48th Street with those pod bottles. <laughs> and we've driven down that street enough. We know. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a bumpy yeah. ride for yeah. actually a lot, a lot of, of Americans. I'll tell you about that new report yeah. coming up. Uh, but let's start with the severe weather. It's another day of threats across the country. Overnight, more storms barreling through the south and Midwest. Heavy rain, hail wreaking havoc across those regions. Yeah, this comes as the residents of Cole, Oklahoma, are picking up the pieces after that. That brutal EF3 tornado just pummeled that small town. At least three people killed in those storms. And as mentioned, there is more on the way. A chance of high winds, hail, and even more tornadoes as that system now makes its way east into the weekend. We've got a full forecast just ahead. But let's start this morning in Cole, Oklahoma, with NBC's Katie Beck. Hi, Katie. Good morning. 
Good morning, Savannah. So many homes in this area look just like this one, without walls, without a roof, just leveled by that EF3 tornado that swept through here. We're hearing incredible stories of survival from families on the ground, even from the family that lived here and narrowly escaped this storm by just 15 minutes. But now after all of this loss, the hard work is just beginning. In Cole, Oklahoma, a community coming together to clean up a town left in pieces after what the National Weather Service is calling an EF3 twister tour through the area. I've lived here for 18 years and not once have we gotten this close to a tornado hitting us. As the recovery begins, severe spring weather sweeping its way across the country, impacting tens of millions in the South and the Midwest with brutal conditions heading east. Strong winds and ping-pong ball-sized hail slamming parts of Illinois. In Texas, dark skies, a reported tornado touching down in Tyler. And pounding rain causing dangerous flash flooding, leading to stalled cars and multiple water rescues in the Austin area. That water came up to here and you were just like trying to crawl out the window. People was getting out of their car swimming, so it was, it was pretty bad. In Arkansas, a downpour drenching the stage at the Backwoods Music Festival. Back in Cole, the town still reeling. Scott and Debbie Curry held each other close as the storm's strength nearly swept them apart. My main thing was hanging on to her hand, not letting her go. Because if I let her go, I think she'd have gone. The couple and their four dogs trapped in their home as the tornado took aim. I couldn't even get off the kitchen floor because I felt like if I stood up, I'd gonna get sucked out. I thought we were both going to get sucked out. Now, neighbors and friends coming together and trying to rebuild what was lost. And we just held on and prayed. It's the scariest thing I've ever been in. And at least a little good news on the horizon for folks here today. The threat of severe weather has passed, so that should help significantly with the ongoing cleanup efforts. We're also told the top priority now will be restoring power to this area and finding permanent housing for so many that can no longer sleep at home. Yeah. Savannah? Katie, thank you very much. All right, let's get some details on the forecast from Bill Karens. A lot of those folks are hoping that's the worst of it. Yeah, good morning. We're going to have more severe weather over the weekend. And how about last night? We had severe storms from Wisconsin to Texas, but we made it through with no injuries, no fatalities. So that was a blessing. We do have damage and cleanup to be done, but it wasn't horrific. So what we're dealing with now, just some strong thunderstorms along the Gulf Coast or rolling along the coastline of Louisiana. Nothing severe, just plain old rain right along the Mississippi River. Later on today, isolated strong storms will form mostly in Louisiana, Mississippi, the areas of concern. We may see isolated storms with some gusty winds, a little bit of hail, but nothing like what we've seen over the last two days. This is that area of concern. But as we fast forward this storm to the east coast on Saturday, it gets a little more juice, and that's going to allow the thunderstorms to be a little stronger. So heads up to our friends from Washington, D.C., all the way down to Richmond, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Raleigh area, Wilmington, Myrtle Beach, heading all the way down through South Carolina to Savannah. Those are the areas of concern Saturday. So if you have afternoon plans, keep an eye to the sky. We could be dealing with isolated tornadoes, definitely gusty winds, and possibility of some large hail. So we're not completely done yet. But yesterday, we were lucky and fortunate. We didn't. It wasn't worse. Yeah. All right, Bill. Thank you. Now to this morning's big political story. President Biden set to make it official, launching his reelection bid next week. NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Peter Alexander joins us. Peter, what do you know about the president's hey. announcement? 
Savannah, good morning. President Biden is expected to make a re-election run official with a campaign video announcement coming as soon as next Tuesday. That is according to three sources familiar with the plans. Tuesday's been circled on the calendar here for a while because that's the anniversary of President Biden's 2020 announcement. Of course, nothing is final until the president says the word. He does have his work cut out for him. His approval ratings right now hovering in the low to mid 40s. Even some Democrats have expressed concerns about the 80-year-old seeking a second term. But the bottom line here, announcing now would allow President Biden to start raising money for what is expected to be a long and bitter campaign. Of course, a possible rematch against former President Trump. Savannah. All right, Peter. And what are the polls show on how the president would fare against the potential Republican field? Yeah, so here's the state of the race as we get things going this spring. Remember, that means we have a very long way to go here. New polling out this morning is from the Wall Street Journal. It shows President Biden is leading former President Trump by three points. That's among registered voters nationwide. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, another potential Republican challenger. He pulls ahead of President Biden by that same margin, 48 to 45 percent. Both of these are close to the margin of error. But look at this. DeSantis still faces an uphill climb within his own party, running 13 points behind former President Trump among likely Republican voters. Savannah. All right, Peter Alexander, thank you. Meantime, there are developments this morning in the investigation surrounding President Biden's son, Hunter. New details emerging on the possible criminal charges he could face and the agent who's now seeking whistleblower protection. NBC senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson has the latest on that story. Hi, Hallie. Good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. I'm told the process is moving forward with that career IRS agent with some members of Congress in conversations with his attorney about the whistleblower protections he wants. Some lawmakers say they want to know what this agent has to say as we're learning more about the potential charges Hunter Biden could face. New reaction this morning to the allegation the president's son is getting preferential treatment in the criminal investigation against him, with an IRS special agent sending a letter to Congress asking for whistleblower protection for his work in a high-profile case. His attorney won't confirm which one, but a source familiar with the matter tells NBC News it is the Hunter Biden investigation. He's somebody who would really uh, uh, regret if he just stayed silent and did nothing. And so he doesn't want to live his life that way. Why should people believe that your client is not motivated by political considerations in coming forward here? In terms of credibility, um, he's willing to be cross-examined. He's willing to be tested. Um, He has documents that support some of the assertions he wants to make. The agent has allegedly seen clear conflicts of interest and preferential treatment and politics improperly infecting decisions. NBC News has learned federal prosecutors have considered potential criminal charges against the president's son, three tax crimes, and a charge related to a gun purchase, according to two sources familiar with the matter. Hunter Biden has said a review would show he handled his affairs legally and appropriately. No charges have been brought. Last month, the attorney general making this pledge about the Hunter Biden case overseen by a Trump appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. It's not restricted in his investigation in any way. Republicans taking aim at the Biden administration. We surely are curious to see if this is being slow walked. No comment from the Justice Department or the IRS, but the White House says the president is keeping an appropriate distance. He believes in the rule of law. He believes in the independence of the Justice Department. Hunter Biden raising his public profile recently, even in the face of GOP-led investigations against him in Ireland with his father earlier this month. I'm proud of you. 
Hunter Biden's attorney, telling NBC News, it appears this IRS agent has committed a crime by sharing private tax information and had denied my client protections that are his right. Hallie, let's talk about the timing here. Do we know why the agent is coming forward right now? It's a good question, Hoda, especially considering multiple sources are telling our team at NBC News that the bulk of the work on this case was done about a year ago. So, right, why now? Why this moment? The agent's attorney tells me that he had seen testimony pretty recently from a senior political appointee that contradicted what the agent felt was actually happening in this case. Now, he wouldn't confirm who that senior official is. For legal reasons, there's a lot that they say has to be kind of cryptic on this. It is worth noting that the testimony from Attorney General Merrick Garland that we just showed you, where he said the U.S. attorney overseeing the case is not restricted in any way. Happened about a month ago. Hoda. All right. Hallie Jackson, Forest there, Capitol Hill. Hallie, thanks. The manhunt is over this morning for the suspect who allegedly shot a six-year-old girl and her parents in North Carolina. 24-year-old Robert Singletary is now in custody. He turned himself in yesterday in Florida. Officials say the shooting happened on Tuesday after a dispute over a basketball that had rolled into Singletary's yard. He's facing several charges, including four counts of attempted murder. The six-year-old girl and her mother are now recovering at home, but the girl's father remains hospitalized and is in serious condition. All right, we've got a lot more to get to, including a SpaceX already looking ahead toward its next launch after a test flight for its massive Starship rocket ended with a high-altitude explosion. While things did not go as planned, both SpaceX and NASA appear to be touting its success. NBC's Tom Costello. Costello covers all things space for us. Hey, Tom, good morning. Yeah, good morning. So uh, despite that fiery conclusion, SpaceX and the head of NASA say this is a real step in the right direction. The company's rocket made it to an altitude of 24 miles, but SpaceX needs it to travel even further with its rocket set to play a critical role in getting humans back to the moon and beyond. Off the pad and clearing the tower for the first time ever. Booster up your chamber pressure nominal. SpaceX's Starship, the largest, most powerful rocket ever built, soared over the Gulf Coast. Crowds cheering on Thursday's critical test flight. What a sight from the ground cameras at Starbucks. But just a few minutes in, it quickly became apparent something was wrong. The rocket failed to make it to the second stage. We should have had separation by now. Obviously, this is, uh, does not appear to be a nominal situation. And within moments, a massive sky-high explosion. Starship just experienced what we call a rapid unscheduled disassembly. An exciting end to the Starship inaugural integrated test flight. SpaceX says the craft experienced multiple engines out, and it, SpaceX, activated the flight termination system, self-destruct, to both booster and ship. In a statement, the company says it has learned a tremendous amount about the vehicle and the ground systems that will help us improve on future flights, something Elon Musk suggested could happen in a few months. Back in 2021, Musk talked to me about his hope for Starship. We need to get Starship operational in order to uh, have a base on the moon and be able to send people to Mars. Musk, who would like to see a colony set up on Mars, says taking humans to another planet is the ultimate goal. Watching all of it closely, NASA, which hopes to send four astronauts on a lunar orbit next year on a different rocket. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson says the rocket tested Thursday would deliver Starship to lunar orbit, where within the next few years, a crew would rendezvous with that rocket and go onto a SpaceX lander. 
putting the first woman and next man on the moon's surface. Nelson called Thursday's test flight a success. Some things didn't work. They'll correct that. They have a new, more sophisticated rocket in a couple of months. They'll launch and they'll be successful. Tom, you know, we're just sitting here looking at this. Everyone knows you do learn from your mistakes, no question about it. But is this a little bit of spin here? I mean, the rocket exploded. They'll certainly learn a lot of lessons, but presumably would have been better if it hadn't exploded. Absolutely. A rapid, unscheduled disassembly is not the way you things want you want things to go. Listen, there is some spin here, but it is absolutely also true that this is the largest rocket ever built. It's got 33 engines. They've never done anything this complicated before. And by the way, NASA itself and SpaceX have had a lot of rocket failures over the years, and they do learn from those failures. And so the, the difference here with SpaceX is they build those rockets right there on site. They've got three more ready to go. And so it's better to learn your mistakes now, learn your problems now, fix them before you put humans on board. So they are going to learn something from this, absolutely. And mm-hmm. listen, you cannot argue with SpaceX success over the years. No, and trial and error. I mean, it's a tried mm-hmm. and true, yeah. tried yeah. And true method of yeah. learning. So good for them for having the courage to get mm-hmm. out there. All right, Tom, thank yeah. you very much. All right, 716. Let's head over to Mr. Karen's, get a check of the forecast. Hey, Bill. Hey, great Friday morning. Let's talk about some people that are probably not thrilled with the weather people out there right now. It snowed three inches in Duluth yesterday. Right now in Fargo, the wind chill is 19. You're under a winter weather advisory with one to two inches of snow coming your way. So that's the cold side. Usually when we get these big spring storms, when you talk about severe weather and tornadoes, there's usually a cold side of the storm. And that's where it's happening today from Minnesota up through northern portions of the Dakotas. We've also got some snow in the Rockies. Beautiful weather for the recovery in Oklahoma. That's good. No problems in areas of the West. And be prepared for an air conditioning day in the mid-Atlantic. We're going to see temperatures today that are going to be in the 80s to near 90 degrees today from Washington, D.C., all the way down into areas of Georgia. And grab that umbrella this morning, especially areas from Memphis to Indianapolis as you're heading out in the rain. Now to look at your Friday forecast. All right, Bill. Thank you. Just ahead this morning, we're going to break down that surprising twist in the Rust movie set shooting. Those criminal charges suddenly dropped against the actor Alec Baldwin. Miguel Almaguer has been on this story from the start. It was a real surprise, Miguel. Yeah, it was. Good morning. The case against Alec Baldwin has been unraveling for months. Coming up, we'll say exactly why the special prosecutor is dropping charges. We'll dive into the details. All right. Plus, uh, something you're likely to encounter maybe even this morning on your commute, potholes. So if you hit one, your car, your wallet will likely pay the price. But what is causing them to become in such numbers at this moment? What's being done about them? We'll take a closer look. But first, this is today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is 
constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back now, 7.30. That was back in 2006, the christening of the George H.W. Bush aircraft carrier, named, of course, after our 41st president, who was a decorated Navy fighter pilot. Well, the reason we're showing it to you is because Jana is going to meet up with that ship in Norfolk, Virginia, this weekend. After a nearly nine-month deployment, it is returning home, a special moment for its 5,000 sailors mm. and their families. She will bring us those happy homecomings and the stories of, get this, 26 babies set to meet their dads for the very first time Monday on today. Nine months. The timing is right. Yes, indeed. I know what you did last summer. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Can't wait for that. All right. First up, though, in this half hour, a major development in the Rust movie set shooting. Yeah. Prosecutors in New Mexico have dropped the involuntary manslaughter charges filed against Alec Baldwin for the shooting death of the film's cinematographer. It is a stunning turn of events in this high-profile case. A lot to unpack here. Let's start with NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer. Miguel, good morning to you. Hey, guys, good morning. The DA's office had reviewed the evidence for the last six months, but since announcing charges, the case against Baldwin has seemingly unraveled. The special prosecutor stepped down and a serious gun enhancement charge was recently dropped. Now new prosecutors who just took over the case, citing new revelations, have decided to drop all criminal charges against Baldwin. That's expected to officially happen in court later today. The stunning announcement comes 18 months after Alec Baldwin was involved in the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. The actor will now no longer face involuntary manslaughter charges. The special prosecutors saying in a statement overnight, new facts were revealed that demand further investigation and forensic analysis in the case. Consequently, we cannot proceed under the current time constraints and on the facts and evidence turned over by law enforcement in its existing form. You believe Alec Baldwin pulled the trigger? Yes. The shocking reversal comes just months after the former special prosecutor and the DA told us they were certain they could convict Baldwin before both stepped away from the case. A source with knowledge of the investigation says as new attorneys took over, they learned the revolver used by Baldwin had been modified with a new trigger, making it possible to misfire, as the actor had said. Reacting to the news, Baldwin's attorneys wrote, we are pleased with the decision to dismiss the case. The new developments come after the actor settled a civil lawsuit with Hutchins' husband, who sat down exclusively with Hoda. The idea that the person holding the gun and causing it to discharge is not responsible is absurd to me. 
Thursday's legal drama all unfolded on the same day Rust resumed production, this time at Montana's Yellowstone Film Ranch. This week, Baldwin filmed leaving his home in New York, kissing his wife goodbye with film crew in tow, and then arriving in Bozeman. Hours later, word broke while Baldwin was on his new set, he would not face criminal charges. On Instagram, the actor posting this photo, writing, I owe everything I have to this woman. In their statement, special prosecutors said the decision to drop charges does not absolve Baldwin of criminal culpability and charges could be later filed. The new status in this hearing in this case is where charges should have formally be dropped. That's expected later this afternoon. As for Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the film's 25-year-old armorer, her attorney tells us she still faces a charge of involuntary manslaughter. She will plead not guilty. Guys, back to you. All right, Miguel, thank you. I want to turn now to our senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett. Laura, good morning. What do you make of this? The prosecutors kind of at the 11th hour, right before this key moment in the case, the preliminary hearing, dropping these charges against Alec Baldwin. I think that hearing is what did this. They were clearly scrambling to try to prepare their case because remember, at that hearing, they have to offer probable cause for why they believe he committed a crime. And if they couldn't do that, it would be even more embarrassing to have the judge toss the case out. And so they were obviously trying to get out ahead of that by dismissing it now. And saying there's some new evidence that now casts sufficient doubt on whether he had the criminal intent, whether this could have truly just been an accident. And and the evidence is significant, but Even before this latest development, the case was shaky from the start. As you and I have discussed, their whole theory uh, was that Baldwin was supposed to somehow look at the gun himself and check it, even though he was told, at least he says he was told, there was no live ammunition in that gun and on set. And he relied on the armorer whose job it was to actually check it. She's supposed to be the expert on set. And we know that she didn't keep eyes on the ammunition the whole time. And so even before this latest development, I think there was reasonable doubt and it was going to be a hard case for them. Yeah. And then adding to that, the prosecutor suffered a legal setback after the charge Two, two. OK, <laughs> you do, too. I was thinking of one. You give us well, both. The first one was particularly, I think, egregious. The idea of them charging him with this firearm enhancement. Remember, that was what was going to bump it up to potentially five years mandatory, a sentence. mandatory sentence, which is a big deal. Except the only problem was that wasn't on a crime on the books in the state at the time of the shooting. That's like first year law student problem. Then second. The prosecutor is also a member of the state legislature at the same time as she's a prosecutor. She's taking donations, campaign donations, at the same time as trying this case. A clear conflict, a a clear problem. It's why she had to step aside. Yeah, she had to excuse herself from the case. Okay, in this statement, however, from these new prosecutors have brought in, they say it does not absolve him of criminal culpability and that maybe there are charges that could be forthcoming. How realistic is that? Is that fair at this moment to, to drop kind of a bomb like that? Like, hey, it's not over. Okay, so it's, there are two new prosecutors on the case. Clearly, they want a, a set of fresh eyes on it. But this was already a low-level felony, and I just don't see what they could possibly charge him with at this point. And knowing that the gun was capable of misfiring, what, I, don't, I just don't see what else is on the books that they could possibly throw at him. And it seems like, why not just say, look, we clearly made a mistake. We don't want to convict an innocent man. Let's put this aside. All right, Laura Jarrett, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, Still ahead this morning, an adorable solution to a global problem. We're going to take you to a zoo that's dedicated to saving endangered species, now welcoming a very special baby boom. But first, if you spend your drive to work dodging potholes, you are not alone, America. Those potholes have become big. They're very expensive. They're ruining our cars, and there are a lot of them. Kaylee Hartung looking into it for us. 
Hey guys, no vehicles were harmed in the making of this story, but it took some very careful driving. Reports of potholes this year in LA have already tripled compared to last year, and so many roads across the country are terrorizing cars and trucks. Up next, we have got some tips to help you navigate pothole season. You'll want to stay with us. Join Hoda Kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming. Game console, console Smart thermostat, set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera, Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. We're back 741 this morning on In-Depth Today, something that has become an unavoidable part of many morning commutes, potholes. They are hard to avoid, and they're also taking a major toll on drivers' tires, on wallets. NBC's Kaylee Hartung was brave. She took to the streets of L.A. to scope out the problem. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. That's right. And it's not just an L.A. problem, as you well know. One recent report found that 40 percent of U.S. roadways are in poor or mediocre condition. So what's causing the big sink? Well, wetter winters and more traffic mean more potholes. And local crews are really struggling to keep up with the demand to fill them. If you're hitting the road this weekend, buckle up. It might be a bumpy ride. Across the country, potholes seem to be popping up faster than crews can fill them. Because of all of the rain that so many parts of the country experienced, the potholes have just proliferated in many parts of the country. Former California governor and actor Arnold Schwarzenegger recently took matters into his own hands, terminating what he called a giant pothole in his Los Angeles neighborhood. The video going viral, but the city claiming it was actually a trench for utility work. The potholes and rough roads in L.A. are just one example of a bigger problem across the country. Last year, about 44 million drivers, they had to pay for repairs on their cars because of pothole damage. And it can take a big chunk out of drivers' pockets. The average cost of repairs? Over $400, according to AAA. But it could cost much more depending on the type of damage that was done and the type of vehicle that was damaged. Potholes are caused when water seeps into cracks in asphalt. As cars drive over the weakened surface, it eventually caves under pressure. Water is the kryptonite of asphalt. And so obviously with a series of rain events, this has just become a really bad situation for our roadways. Torrential rain and heavy snow across the country this winter, plus overcrowded roads, causing pothole reports to soar and putting a major strain on city and state resources as crews race to patch the problems. After a brutal winter, Salt Lake City held its first ever pothole palooza last week, filling more than 6,000 holes. 
In Chicago, the Department of Transportation says they're working every day, including weekends in winter and spring, which they've dubbed pothole season to fix damaged roads. Some local governments are now looking for more funding to keep up with maintenance. The mayor of St. Paul, Minnesota, pushing for a 1% hike to the local sales tax, aiming to raise a billion dollars to pay for transportation fixes, including pothole-ridden road repairs, as drivers hope for smoother journeys ahead. All right, Kaylee, uh, other than swerving around potholes, which is what I try to do, what's the way you can try to protect your car? Yeah, Hoda. So first, take precautions and make sure your tires are properly inflated. And here's your driver's ed 101 reminder. While driving, keep your eyes on the road and scan for those potholes. And when you see one, make sure you don't swerve dangerously into another car to avoid it. Sometimes the safest thing to do is slow down while rolling over them. And a lot of cities like Los Angeles and Chicago are asking us all to act when you see a pothole, not by filling it yourself like we saw Arnold Schwarzenegger do, but by calling 311, you can report the pothole there so the city can come and fix it. Got Guys. it. So the swerving wasn't a good idea. No. Got it. Got it, Caleb. Thank you. No, <laughs> swerve. And don't speed no. up. Okay, no. I learned right. something there. Yeah, we did. Uh, they had so much rain out west. I bet it's particularly yeah. bad out there, Bill. Yeah, the west, the northern plains, the areas that have the harsh winters where you had a lot of rain or snow, and then you get the, you know, it melts and then refreezes, and that's when you get the problems. Actually, the potholes in the northeast and mid-Atlantic, you know, because it was such a warm winter, haven't been as much of a problem. So it just depends really where you're living. Uh, so here's what we're dealing with today. And if you're like me, you're already looking at your yard, and you're like, wow, this grass already looks horrible. Usually it's like July or the middle of the summer. There's a little bit of a flash drought that has formed in the mid-Atlantic into southern portions of New England here. Only about 50% of the rainfall we've seen. So that's why your lawn probably doesn't look great. And you probably need a lot of water. We're going to get that though. Here's 8 p.m. Saturday, Washington, D.C. to New York. Your afternoon on Saturday into your evening is when you're going to have to deal with some rain. A lot of us, we need it. And just for you two, 8 p.m., that's when your rain begins Saturday night. So it'll be a you, rainy you, night? You have been forewarned. All right, coming up on Popstar, guys, we were talking about Woody Harrelson yesterday. He was in, he was in the movie White Man mm-hmm. Can't Jump. There's a remake. This guy can rap, but can he act? Jack Harlow stars in the remake of White oh. Man Can't Jump. We'll tell you about it. That sounds good. Plus, a story you need to see if you use some of those popular photo-sharing apps and photo-saving apps. Some services have changed their policies. Some photos are going bye-bye. Oh. <laughs>